We are all fascinated with the unexplained because it is just that, unexplained. Our minds need to understand what it is that they are experiencing. The paranormal is a belief. Some choose to believe, some choose not to. In each episode, I will endeavor to take a look at a case of the unexplained and try to determine if these incidents could have a simple explanation or whether the only rational explanation is otherworldly. I hope you'll join me on this journey as I visit a place with a history of hauntings. episode 10 of series 1 of A History of Hauntings. In this episode I'm focusing my attention on the Lyceum Theatre in Crewe. It's another place which is featured on TV's Most Haunted. Uh, That's not the reason why I selected it. It's on my doorstep so it's an ideal opportunity to do something where I don't have to travel too far and I can visit the site. It's been a while since I've been out and recorded anything on site so I thought I'd uh, pop out to Crewe and visit the Lyceum Theatre. Now obviously I can't go inside at the moment but nonetheless I wanted to go somewhere where I could record externally, get an idea for the feel of the building. I've visited it many times but this is the first time that I've come here with a view to the paranormal activity that has gone on with inside it. I toyed with the idea of calling this part one because it is definitely my intention to return here and visit it and hopefully speak to somebody at the theatre about the paranormal activity that's happened inside of it but because I don't have a date from when I'm going to be recording part two I decided to just leave the title as it was. I'm sat back down now in the warmth and the comfort of my recording studio. I just wanted to go and pay the Lyceum Theatre a quick visit. It's been a while since I've laid eyes on the place and I just wanted to re-familiarise myself with it. If you aren't familiar with it then really the first thing for me to do is fill you in on its background. There has been a theatre on that site since 1876 in one form or another. The original version was a converted Roman Catholic church. That, however, was replaced by a purpose-built theatre in 1887. That theatre in its original form only lasted for 13 years, after the theatre burnt down in 1910. Now, the source of the fire was never determined. However, it's rumoured to have been started by a discarded cigarette. The theatre was rebuilt the following year in 1911 and there it has stood in pretty much that form ever since. It was refurbished in 1994. So the current building has been there for 110 years, but 134 years is the length of time it has been a theatre. And it was given listed building status in 1976. It was listed as a grade 2 building. If you follow me on Twitter then head to my Twitter page at H Haunting Pod, and you'll see a picture of the theatre there that I've used in the cover art of the show. And it's a picture that I took myself on the day that I visited it. The town of Crewe is situated in South Cheshire, which is just a stone's throw away, as we said when we did the old hall episode from Yvette Fielding's house. Now, unsurprisingly, most haunted has visited this theatre. I have to say I haven't seen that episode, but I was obviously aware that the place was haunted. The theatre itself actually celebrates its haunted history because you can book ghost tours of the place. It'll set you back £27.50, but if you're really interested, then maybe that's something that you'd want to pursue. And actually, if you go to the website, which, as always, I'll add into the show notes... 
you can have a look and maybe once lockdown has ended, book yourself a ticket. You'll be reassured to read that guests are free to leave at any time before the end of the hunt and that can mean one or two things. Number one, it's utterly terrifying and you could be scared out of your skin and not willing to stay for the full however long it lasts. Or two, it's absolutely diabolical and you're going to want to go home. And if you follow up your research onto TripAdvisor, you'll see that unfortunately there are a number of people who will tell you that it's the latter and have left some pretty stinging reviews. Having not done it myself, I can't comment. But I'm not here to review the ghost tour. I'm here to have a look at the evidence as to whether this place is haunted or not. I checked out a local website called higgypop.com. Yes, that is Higgy. I know I do put out my H's, but this is Higgy, not Iggy. And this place has the local haunted rankings. And in 2018, it was listed as number 19 in the 100 most haunted places in the UK. In 2019, it was listed at number 28 in that list. And in 2020, it was listed at number 29. So while I'm not a big fan of those kind of names being given to a place, I have to say it's a pretty good indication then that there is a fair bit of history behind the haunting that's gone on here. And like we said in the outset, it was built on an old Roman Catholic church. So it's not just a theatre that we have to think about, it's the church that was there beforehand. So when we think back to the episode where we looked at Borley Rectory, we looked at the religious significance of the site. Yes, it was a rectory, but prior to that, it was thought to be a Benedictine monastery. So the haunting of the nun could or could not have been linked to that or been linked to the rectory in itself. However, the unusual thing here is, although it has a long history and it was a church before it was a theatre, there is no mention of any hauntings that actually tie in with his existence as a Roman Catholic church. So sticking on this website then, this gives an overview of the three most common hauntings that have been experienced in this theatre. The most common haunting associated with this theatre, and it's in the title of this episode so you shouldn't be too surprised, is the ghost of a ballerina. Sometimes just simply described as a woman in white, but most often when she's seen, she's described as being in full ballerina dress, tutu and all. She's been seen all around the theatre for the last 50 years. It's not just limited to one place. She has been seen in the dressing room, staff, actors and customers have all reported seeing her. Often wandering the stage, sometimes and most recently she's been seen in the circle. And quite often when she's seen, people report experiencing a smell of lavender. And lavender, as we know, is commonly used as a perfume, or at least it certainly was a number of years ago. So why do we find this ghost here? Well, rumours have it there is the ghost of a ballerina who took her life in the dressing rooms of the Lyceum Theatre. Quite what the events were to lead her down this dark path, nobody knows. But reports seldom vary. It is always this lady in white, more often than not a ballerina and even if we're not recognizing her as a ballerina certainly the ballerina costume is most commonly white and more often than not that smell of lavender is always experienced when this ghost has been sighted 
The second spirit that people commonly report experiencing in the Lyceum Theatre is that of a hooded figure that is seen in the cellar. Now, to be fair, there are rumours that this one may be linked to the church that was there beforehand, or it may just be linked to the theatre as it stands. Certainly a much darker figure there in its hood and its cloak hidden away. The spirit is described as having a much more menacing feel to it. A very negative energy, a very negative entity, if you will. And there are some that believe that it's this entity that was responsible for the fire in 1910. The third spirit that is seen is the ghost of a young boy. Now, he's dressed in period costume and is said to be attracted to groups of other children. And obviously, a theatre is a place where many children would gather, especially to watch pantomimes, etc. at Christmas. And many people have reported seeing him. More often than not, it's always children that report seeing this young ghost. Those, anyway, are the three most common ghosts. It doesn't end there, though. There are other ghosts that have been seen there. There's said to be a playful ghost who goes by the name of Charlie, who's said to hide props on stage, etc. Possibly the most interesting piece of information, though, that we take from the Higgy Pop website is that back in 1969, it claims that there was an exorcism that took place at the Lyceum Theatre. So fed up were they of the incident of these ghosts, they took upon the act of trying to have their spirits exercised. However, this was not successful because those spirits are still seen to this day. There is one final record as well that I also found that suggested that there was a further ghost that inhabits and dwells around the area of the Lyceum Theatre in Crewe. And I have to say, this is the only place that I found reference to it, but I'll add the website for you as well. And this is a place called the Paranormal Database. And they claim that there is also a ghost that haunts the stage door. And it's the ghost of an actor who was killed by a jealous thespian. There's no other real information around this. And to be honest with you, I can find no reference to this elsewhere. So quite where this story comes from, I don't know. But certainly what I think this website does given its name we won't be too surprised with being the paranormal databases any reports of anything that are paranormal are logged onto this database and i have to say it's a pretty thorough account of things that have been reported so maybe somebody has reported this maybe direct to them i don't know because i can find no other reference to this online this website obviously also has reference to the ballerina which has been cited and that being the most famous of all the hauntings there I think that's where we should start our deeper look at it. Again, I'll share all of the websites in the show notes. I've not mentioned them all, but most of them just back up everything that I've talked about and don't really offer any other further information or insights. So, it's an Edwardian theatre. It's got plenty of history. I think it might be the only Edwardian theatre in Cheshire and not only that I think it has one of the most sloped stages none of that is relevant here just thought I'd share a little bit of the things that I've read while I'm researching it there's a common theme anyway with the spirit that is seen this ballerina she's not always reported as a ballerina as I said she's often reported as a lady in white but as we said ballerinas often dress in white it's not unusual and it's said to be period dress a period costume so it's not a modern ballerina outfit and i guess we should expect that because for over 50 years this spirit has been seen in and around the stage in the circle in the dressing rooms backstage etc many people report seeing this 
period costumed ballerina and experiencing that smell of lavender. Now, many people do wear lavender perfume today, but it was a lot more prevalent many years ago. So again, this sort of dates it to a time frame. What we have to say as well is that it has been reported on many, many occasions. And if the reports are true that there was on one occasion an attempt to conduct an exorcism in the theatre, then it does suggest that there's been a fair amount of paranormal activity reported there over the years. And a lot of it seems to centre around this ballerina. Now, one of the things we looked at when we did the devil's advocate episode of what is a ghost is if you're going into something like this knowing that there's a ghost of a ballerina there you are more likely to claim that something is the ghost of a ballerina if you see something that your eyes can't explain now i'm not sure that i buy that theory here because ultimately we have to give people the credit that if they say they've seen a ballerina it's because they've seen a ballerina not because it's suggested to them that they might see one. There is one thing, though, that does trouble me about this story, is that ultimately this is said to be the ghost of a ballerina who took her life in the dressing rooms. And as I said, nobody knows why she did it, nobody knows what actions led up to it, and nobody really knows any other details about it. And therein lies the rub for me. Whether it's 134 years old or just 110 years old at some time in that history certainly a while ago somebody has allegedly taken their life there now newspapers were commonplace throughout this time and i can find no reference to anybody taking their life in the lyceum theater certainly no ballerina anyway that part of the story is fairly easy to disprove now i have to say i am not saying for one second that there is no ghost of a ballerina here all i'm saying is certainly this story has been embellished over the years there may indeed be the ghost of a ballerina in the true lyceum and certainly given the amount of people that have witnessed it over the years i'm not going to dispute it really however the bit that's added that she took her own life there is just adding a bit of sauce to the story and it's these embellishments that tend to get this sort of paranormal activity looked down its nose at. But that's not to say that it isn't true. It's just merely to say that people have added that little bit of, of an extra detail to try and prove that this is something that they should or could experience there. If you know any different, then guess what? I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Twitter page at HHauntingPod or drop me an email HHauntingPod at hotmail.com i'd love to hear from you and to be honest with you i'd just love to hear from you if you have any other stories around the crew lyceum theater or on any of the other subjects that i've covered or any other subjects you'd like to hear me cover but especially if you have any other information about the crew lyceum theater because this is one place because it's so close to me and it is a place that is so notoriously haunted that i would love to visit once lockdown rules have been lifted i'd love to go there and talk to some people who've experienced some of the hauntings that i've been talking about in this episode and that is why as i said at the very start i thought about calling this part one Part two will follow, but I don't know when, so I haven't called it part one. This is just me giving you the ground information. But certainly, it'll be the three spirits that we mainly talk about when I go to revisit it. Unless, of course, anybody else has other information. So, anyway, let's have a look at the other two remaining spirits.
So let's do them in a little bit of a different order and have a look at the spirit of the young boy. Again, there are a few details here about this young man who's said to be attracted to groups of other young children. And you could see why someone like that, roaming the afterlife, drawn to someone similar to himself. But the question there would really remain as to why does this spirit exist here? Why is the spirit of this young boy at this theatre? Now, my first assumption was that maybe that this young child was someone trapped back in that fire in 1910. The fire, however, happened on March the 11th, 1910, in the early hours of the morning. Well, certainly, that's when the fire really took hold, but it was thought to be started, as I said, by a discarded cigarette, and that discarded cigarette was said to be in one of the actors' dressing rooms. The play that had been on that night was Dick Whittington, a children's favourite. Now that said, I can find no mention anywhere that anybody perished in the fire. In fact, the only mention of any injury in the fire itself was to the theatre manager himself, a gentleman by the name of Ambrose Fisher. He had exited his office and was overwhelmed by the smell of smoke as he left the room. He rather bravely headed to the stage where he was going to retrieve some fire extinguishers and go about putting out the fire. However, he became overwhelmed by the smoke and the flames and had, I believe, passed out on the floor. He was, however, dragged to safety by a fireman. And I can find no other mention of anybody else coming to harm. So it was Dick Whittington, so maybe there was a young boy as an actor there. But I do feel that if he were to have perished in the flames, that story would have been recorded because... The anniversary of this fire is often recorded and shared in the Crew Chronicle and I will share a, an article about it with you in the show notes. And if you follow on Twitter, I'll share a picture of the gutted theatre taken from that article. So we can pretty much rule out fire as the reason why this spirit would be roaming there. And given that I can't find any other reason, I'm going to have to say that this one doesn't really strike a chord with me. So when we did the Lady in the Lake episode and looked at Longton Park, we talked about the small child that was supposed to dwell there on the underpass. And again, we could find no reason for him to be there. Is it a fanciful story added? I don't know. I mean, maybe this is the one that's true. And again, I'm missing out on the real story here, but I just don't see it. It certainly seems a lot less likely to be true than the ballerina story. And while we're on the subject of stories that I don't really buy into, we've got old Charlie the theatre hand. The idea of a malevolent spirit is not that unusual, and whether it is poltergeist activity that's been given this sort of friendly nomenclature to make him feel a little less harmless, or maybe he is harmless, I don't know. But the idea of someone misplacing props just before the performance, it's a lovely idea and it's quite a charming story, but it's not one that I necessarily buy into. It's not unusual for things to be misplaced and certainly in the chaos of a theatre performance, if you've ever been backstage, it's unfortunate to have been on one of these things, not acting, you'll be pleased to hear, but it's not that uncommon for those with an artistic temperament to be a little bit disorganized and a little bit chaotic before the excitement of a big performance so the fact that something's been misplaced i think is a playful story and i think it's a fun story but ultimately 
I don't think it's a truthful story. So that leaves us with the final spirit, this malevolent spirit that's been seen in the cellar, a hooded, caped individual, dark and menacing. Again, this is one that has been reported many, many times over the last 50 years. And I think if you were to imagine that this was the source of an exorcism, much rather than this ballerina that doesn't do any harm, this sort of malevolent spirit, much more likely to be the target of an exorcism. Now, again, I can't find any reference to this exorcism. Maybe it was one that wasn't necessarily recorded. The only references I can find all cite the Hickey Pop website as the source where they have that information from. So certainly this is the only source that we can assume that this story comes from. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Maybe this individual, whoever they are, seems to know something about it. And maybe there was an exorcism there. It's impossible to say. But let's just assume for a second that there was. And I think this darker spirit is much more likely to be the reason why something like that would happen so if we are to assume that it's true then it's fair to say that somebody somewhere believed that this malevolent spirit was there certainly again there are a number of reports to suggest that indeed many people do believe it could it hark back to the time when the building was used as a roman catholic church could this hooded character indeed be a monk or someone else in ceremonial religious robes? Could they be now disgruntled that this once religious and proud building was being used for something a little bit more theatrical? I don't know, it's one possible explanation, but certainly I would suggest if it were a monk or a religious character that they wouldn't necessarily be this dark brooding spirit that generally speaking these are men who have spent their life dedicated to a peaceful existence i don't think we can truthfully know whether this individual was related to the church or merely related to the theater itself the roman catholic church which was originally built in heath street and crew where the lyceum theater now stands was originally built there for irish railway workers obviously railways being a big part of crew and its history in fact the local football team crew alexandria is often referred to as the railway men that's their nickname anyway the railway was being built there around about 1820 so this is when the irish workers were coming over to work on the railways and really help build that backbone of britain and this church was put there for their needs so could we also maybe guess that people have been on site there for around about 200 years so it's it's not too much of a stone's throw to expect that maybe one of these spirits harks back to before it was a theater did the seller of the property exist before it was a theater i can't be 100 percent sure I, I certainly can't find out any information to suggest that the church didn't have a seller in fact in that time frame most of those sort of properties do we can't rule out if we're really being honest that if it is this dark cellar that is particularly unpleasant for people to be in that maybe it is just the mind playing tricks on people that there is that feeling that there is somebody else down there with you or we can't rule out the possibility that ultimately maybe there is somebody down there with you certainly this story and that of the ballerina are the two that i find most fascinating and when I get to visit the theatre once the country opens back up again, it's these two stories that I'll be focusing on. 
more so the ballerina because that's the one that's been cited the most but definitely this dark hooded spirit this malevolent spirit that's certainly an interesting story anyway that's it for this week i hope you've enjoyed my look at the lyceum theater in crew it is a place which is just on my doorstep maybe 10 12 miles away from where i live so it's great to visit somewhere that's close and somewhere with such a rich history not to mention a history of the paranormal if you've enjoyed this episode i'd love to hear from you I'll stick my email and the Twitter page in the show notes. So they are at hhauntingpod on Twitter and hhauntingpod at hotmail.com. But if you'd like to get in touch and tell me any of your stories, I'd love to hear them. If you'd like to come on the podcast and talk about any of the stories that have affected you, I think everybody would love to share those stories with you. Or if you just want to talk to me and I can share those stories for you, if you don't want to come on, that's also fine. But Either way, I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, when I'll be sharing another place with a history of hauntings with you, take care and sleep well.